0: Welcome to the AIPC Interviews, where I talk to members of the Artful Eye Photography community, among others, about them. It is February 26, 2020, and on this episode, my guest is a familiar voice for some, co-host of the Tiny Shutter podcast, Matt Hoffman. Hey Matt.
1: Hey Greg, how you
0: doing? Good.
1: Long time no talk. Uh, uh, yeah, actually kind of has been, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. I uh, had a conflict with the last uh, Tiny Shutter episode and wasn't able to be on, but um, I will be on the next one, And but it's good to be with you now uh, talking iPhone photography.
0: Yeah, yeah, awesome. I'm, I'm glad you could make it. Um, just a a little note that I had another guest lined up for this evening, but she's not well. So uh, Matt decided to jump in and and uh, save my butt. <laughs> so so that's awesome. <laughs> and um,
1: that's what friends are for, right? Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. And uh, actually, I've I've uh, reconfigured some audio stuff and. Uh, our other co-host of the Tiny Shutter Crew, Dave Podner, saved my butt today. I called him at lunchtime and he was able to give me a little bit of um, assistance too. So it's all working out.
1: There you go. So the, the Tiny Shutter folks were kind of useful sometimes.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, well, I guess we'll begin. Um, the first thing I would probably ask you is uh, how did you get into iPhone photography?
1: All right. Well, I've had a a love of photography in general for quite a while now, um, probably since my early teenage years, I would say. Uh, So, uh, you know, it started out with film photography and eventually, you know, worked its way up into digital cameras, digital SLRs and whatnot. And and, um, eventually I ended up getting an iPhone 4. And, and honestly, I feel like this is going to be a common theme uh, in in this podcast series when, when you ask this question at people mm-hmm. um, but you know right away I noticed that the the camera on the iPhone 4 was unlike you know any mobile phone camera that I had before that yeah i you would know, was, I would agree with that. Yeah. It it was just, you know, really amazing picture quality. Um, and it, it was just fun to take pictures with it just to know you have this, you know, small little device in your pocket and you could take some, you know, pretty decent looking pictures with it. And then I think what really sent it over the top for me was Instagram. Um, you know, it wasn't very long after I had got the iPhone for that, uh, Instagram really started to gain in popularity. And I got the app and was like, Oh yeah, this is cool. And, you know, at that time, the, the filters that were in Instagram were, you know, pretty pop- popular, um, you know, things like hipstamatic was, were starting to, to come on board and the whole, um, you know, getting that like film look or the grungy kind of you know old-timey look to the photos that was really popular. Yeah. And and I got sucked into that too a little bit. You know, it was fun to play with the filters on Instagram and some other apps and and then just being able to have this platform to to share instantly, you know, I, I on one device to you know, snap a picture, to edit it and then to share it with everybody in a matter of you know minutes really that was just an earth-shattering thing to me you know up till that point my photography was kind of limited to you know shooting with a DSLR you know wait till you get home and get to the computer and upload the pictures and then you know edit them with whatever program um, you know i'm I'm an apple fanboy I guess you want to call Mm -hmm. it uh so I just use an aperture um and you know if you're editing raw there's there's a lot of parameters to tweak and everything so it's it just takes a lot longer you know and um and then all the the photo sharing was less um convenient so yeah you know social I guess I, I don't really know like I I, you know, I, when I started in digital photography, I mean, I think I was um, emailing pictures to people. Oh, <laughs> you <yeah>. know, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like I'd come back from some cool trip I went on in Arizona or something and then like email pictures to my parents. Yeah. You know, and then eventually, you know, upload them to Flickr. But, you know, if you're not into photography, if you're not a, a photographer or, or no one's really on Flickr. I mean, there's lots of people on Flickr, but just, you know, I I wanted like my friends and my family to see these pictures and, you know, with, with the iPhone, it just became so much more easier. And just the popularity of the apps that kind of started to come along, like, you know, Facebook obviously helped. And, and then, you know, Instagram, that just, that was a big one
0: yeah i th- i think instagram is pretty much solely responsible for the mobile photography movement that it became uh you know it wasn't just a fad yeah, I, I would agree with that yeah yeah it certainly wasn't just a fad it, it was a it was a movement it it was um it it was a global movement too i mean there was people all over the world posting to that platform
1: yeah so um thankfully the the Instagram look, the the filters and whatnot, have mostly uh, you know been a fad. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. <laughs> yeah. So so actually, let me ask you. So while we're talking about in- Instagram, um, I know for the longest time, I treated Instagram as purely a mobile photography sharing platform.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So when when and at first, it really seemed like that's what it was. Um, and then, you know, photos from DSLRs and stuff started to creep in. And I hated that. I, I didn't want it to be that. I wanted it to be mobile photography. And I think, you know, it's because it felt new and it felt special. Um, the fact that people were just getting these awesome pictures and, and kind of the the photography snobs were poo pooing, you know, the whole idea of taking like any kind of serious photo with a, with a a mobile phone. Um, you know, I, I wanted Instagram to just be that, that showcase for, for mobile photography. So I actually got upset for a little while when I realized this isn't all mobile photography. This is photography from any, any camera, but I, I know, I guess me personally, I'm, I move past that. I'm a lover of all types of photography. So, um, you know, I, I, I just like to look at cool pictures regardless of what, what, uh, camera they're taken with. But I, I don't know. Did you, did you feel that way at all? Like, like you just wanted it to stay mobile?
0: Uh, not necessarily wanted it to stay mobile. Um, I was a little surprised to see, some DSLR stuff come into it. Uh, but I did, admittedly, I did gravitate towards um, mobile photographers on Instagram in, in my early days mm-hmm. because I was, uh, you know, I, I was bound and determined it was going to be a thing, right? Um, I was probably the only one really amongst my, Friends, my local friends around here that that really got serious into mobile photography and probably still am the most serious about it of of all of them but even though a lot of them are are using their phones now uh but as as i would say as a secondary camera to their traditional cameras but now like you I, i i've gotten past that and you know that that stigma or whatever you want to call it um and I, I just embrace all kinds of photography. Like, heck, if you want to, if, if I see some pinhole photos that are stuck on a wall, I'll stop and look at them because I think they're cool. So, yeah, I, I'm in the same boat yeah, as you, sure. right? Uh, I, I just like, oh man, there's some awesome DSLR, like DSLR photographers on Instagram now. And I follow them and I comment on their work and, and, you know, so, yeah, like, I mean, I'd say we're very similar in that aspect.
1: Yeah, I, you know, I, I honestly, I could echo what you just said. I mean, I, I think I started out, you know, with seeking out people that were doing cool things with their with their iPhones or, or yeah. you know, whatever phone. But yeah, now I, I just follow whoever takes awesome pictures, regardless of you know, what sort of camera they're shooting with.
0: Yeah. You don't care how the sausage is made. You just want to see the end product. <laughs> That's
1: right. Yeah, <laughs> That's right.
0: Yeah. So, okay. So you started with the four, um, kind of fast forward today. What are you shooting with these days?
1: Um, so right now I have the iPhone 10. Um, I will probably upgrade this next go around here. Yeah. So probably before the end of this year I will have whatever you know whatever the the next new thing is with uh, 16 cameras on it. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh
0: yeah, I I guess it's probably going to be called the iPhone 12. That's what I've been hearing anyway. Um of course this last one was the 11 so it only makes sense but uh so form factor the 10 is really like midsize, I guess you could say in nowadays. Um well not even that. It's actually
1: one of the smaller ones, isn't it? Uh yeah, I suppose it is. Um so before the 10 I had the six S plus. Yeah, I went four, five, six S plus, ten. Um so the 6s Plus, I loved it. I loved having the larger size. Um, I loved that the screen rotated, you know, similar to like the way an iPad does. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it just had some some functionality that the, the smaller phones didn't have. And when the ten came out, at first I was a little bummed that they didn't have like a plus size but i was like well you know it's all screen so yeah i could get a uh seven plus or whatever um but the the screen on the on the plus size phone is actually smaller than the screen on the 10 yeah you know the physical size of the iphone 10 is smaller so i thought you know I'm kind of digging the whole idea of having, you know, this full screen, um, you know, the, the face ID is in, intriguing to me, um, even though it felt like I had just gotten used to the the um, fingerprint reader. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, so I, I've had this uh, 10 since shortly after they came out, and, you know, this thing's rock solid. It's a champion, and I think it still takes really – Really great pictures. In fact, I remember shortly after I got it, um, stopping at a, a state park here in Ohio on my way home from something, a work meeting or something. And I climbed up in this fire tower, and I took like a few pictures up in the fire tower. And like one of them was kind of like looking down, like at my car that was parked like close to the bottom of the fire tower. I remember that, and I. Te- yeah. And I texted it to you and maybe a couple other people. And I specifically remember you commenting on how crazy sharp and crisp that photo was. Yeah. And we were, you know, I think I was the, the first one of our little like tiny shutter group to get a 10 and we were all just blown away by the, by the image quality. And, you know, and now, you know, we're sitting here and it's, it's a, uh, you know a little over 2 years later and i'm you know kind of jealous a little bit of everybody with their their iPhone 11s and 11 uh pro yeah you know with the image quality coming out of that and the capabilities that they have with the iOS 13 um is that what that's it that's the iOS we're on, right yep. 13 13.3. Yeah. Um, yeah so you know the whole uh the night mode and everything like that Thats I can't wait to to dive into that, yeah
0: that's quite the jump though too, from the six s plus to the ten you know there's a lot of technology that was upgraded over the years to get to that point, even so I mean that that's um you know that was like me going from the I had the six and then I got the eight plus uh about the same time you got your ten, and I found a real noticeable difference in the image quality
1: there yeah yeah i mean the the um you know everything they're doing with uh the uh now i forget what they call them but the the deep uh pixels oh uh, to kind
0: of keep deep deep trench
1: isolation or something There you go. Yep. Um, You know, I think that that stuff, while it it sounds goofy and I'm sure, you know, a lot of people kind of roll their eyes when they when they hear, you know, Phil Schiller, you know, talking about this stuff. But I I think it does make a difference. Oh, yeah. And, you know, um, uh, I, I think Apple in the last 10 years or so has done more for photography than just about any other company out there, really.
0: I think so too. They've got so much technology built into like the cameras taking pictures before you even hit the button, you know, it, and what did they say in the last keynote at WWDC? I think it was taken or, or maybe it was the iPhone release back in September. The iPhone 11 pro camera does something like 3 trillion computations per second. (laughs) that's unreal (laughs) you know what it takes a photo so that's just that's just crazy so uh you know speaking of cameras uh do you have a favorite camera app
1: that you use um yes and and no um so i'm i'm one to kind of bounce around uh to different different things um I, I am, however, a, a very giant fan of the Halide app, or yeah. Halide, however you want to say it. Um, I've been using that almost exclusively for quite a while now. Um, I am dabbling with uh, uh First Light app, mm-hmm. which I do like. I'm just not sure if I like it better. So we'll we'll see. I, I have to keep playing with it because I've only used it like a handful of times. But it is a very nice, nice app. Um, and and it's it's funny because you know talking about these these camera apps, I could kind of see you know how my photo taking has sort of progressed with the iPhones uh, as it pertains to the the photo apps. So there's nothing wrong with the native camera app. And I use that a lot as well. Um, you know, especially if I'm shooting uh portrait mode or something like that, I just find it easier just to bring up the the native, uh, camera app. So I do use that quite a bit. Um, but you know, it wasn't all that long ago that if you had asked me this question, my, my favorite camera app would have been something like, true hdr or pro hdr x or something like that i use those apps so much um because not really because I, i really wanted the the grungy hdr look but the the uh dynamic range of the sensors on on the the phones wasn't as good Um, and then, you know, obviously the, the operating system wasn't as good or the, the chip in the phone wasn't as good. So it just didn't have the power to bring out, you know, the details like it does now. So I would use these, um, HDR apps to, to try to get, you know, a better dynamic range out of my photos and then kind of have to go in and do a whole bunch of work, you know, after the fact and other apps to at least make it look you know, like a photo and not like some weird, you know, grungy painting or something. Yeah. Like a clown puke. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, you know, now, um, ever since we had the ability to shoot in raw, Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, and I don't shoot in raw all the time, but, um, you know, if I'm trying to make like some nice landscape photo or something, it's really nice to have the the latitude that comes with a, a raw file and be able to, you know, tone down the highlights if they're too bright or you know tease a little bit more detail out of the shadows and stuff. So that for me, there hasn't been a need, um, you know, to shoot with any of those uh, HDR apps. In fact, just like a week ago. I was like looking through all the apps on my phone because, you know, I'm one of those people, I like, I download apps and then they just kind of accumulate and yeah, you know, never yeah. make it off my phone. Yeah. And, and I had, I have a, a folder of, and it's, the folder is just called cameras. So it's different camera apps. And I still had like three or four of those HDR apps from, you know, several years ago. In oh, there. Really? And I was like, oh. Wow. Yeah. So I, I finally took them off my phone. So, um, but I mean, I've still got 13 different, no, no, I have 15 different camera apps on my phone still.
0: Wow. (laughs) Oh, I thought I was bad. (laughs) Actually, I went through mine and took some of them, the ones off that I, that I don't really use as well. Um, But I, you know, to this day, I don't have fifteen camera apps. That's for sure.
1: (laughs) Well, I've got thirteen in the folder, and then there's two that aren't. Wow, (laughs) that's crazy. Like, like Halide's on my little home row. Yeah, yeah, same here. Yeah. So yeah, I mean. Well, know. you know, here's they're, here's an interesting
0: fun. little tidbit for you, and I, you maybe already know this, but it, it's only come out in the last few days, to my knowledge, and that is, is I, iOS 14 may give you the opportunity to select default third party apps.
1: Yep, I've been hearing about that, and that's very exciting.
0: Yeah, like it would be so cool to be able to hit that camera icon on your lock screen and have Halide just open. Yes, yeah, so, I'm, I'm uh, and that's
1: that's. A feature that I've been wanting for a couple years now, at least.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think that would be a game changer with the iPhone. um I, I don't think Apple has to worry about it. uh I mean, if anything, it's going to get more people to buy the iPhone because there's so many people that won't get it for, you know, that very reason. You can't change your default apps, you know, whether it's a browser or a camera or whatever. So, so that's interesting. Um so I th- I think I think
1: you could change a default browser but other than that
0: Oh, well, maybe, I don't know. Um So one thing that <clears throat> I really love about your work is your editing and and the way you uh do, do stuff. We've collaborated a couple times on on an image or two and um I just absolutely love what you do with them. So oh, it would you. probably take quite a long time to describe everything that you do in your process. And I know it's probably some of it is um, it just happens out of the blue, but maybe just kind of give the listeners an idea of your, you know, your, your process of, of
1: editing an image. Okay. Um, so you know how, like when, when, Other, like, I don't know, let's say like a, like famous photographers, if they have a podcast or something, they do a question and answer session Mm -hmm. and, you know, someone will write in and say like, Hey, you know, I'm I'm in this situation and what do you recommend I do? And then the famous photographer inevitably says, well, it depends. Oh yeah. And that's kind of the situation with my, (laughs) my (laughs) editing. Yeah. Um, so So my edits could really be, um, pretty basic and simple, or they could be like over the top, absolute craziness, but, um, I'll I'll go somewhere in the middle here. So, uh, a a lot of my photos, um, right now get edited with the app polar that's P O L A R R Mm -hmm. And Polar is a fantastic uh, raw editor and just general uh, editing app. And one of the reasons that I really like this, and this might sound kind of silly to, to people, is that it's available as an extension within the, the camera roll. Um, and the reason I like that is because when you edit that way, um it's basically just applying the changes to that original file, but in a non-destructive manner. Um, so that way you don't end up with like a whole bunch of copies of the same photo uh, in your camera roll. Um, and then, you know, if you decide you don't like what you did, you could always just revert back to the original and start over. Right. Um, so, so polar has been fantastic. Um, I've, I've been trying like other apps. I mean, I've used like, um, you know, Darkroom is is a, a similar app, uh, to Polar, which, uh, you know, you, you know, Greg, you know, I think recently you said something about them being in a uh, cahoots with, uh, Halide, yeah. you know, yeah. because you could, you could take a photo with Halide and then open it right, right in the Darkroom app to edit it. Right. Um, but, uh, with Polar, the, the biggest area that I spend time in is um, when, when you're kind of in the, the general uh, editing, you know, for sharpness, color, contrast, all that fun stuff. Uh, there's a tab in there called light, and that's where you would adjust, like, exposure, brightness, contrast, and everything. But in particular, if you shoot raw, this is the app that I find treats the highlights And the shadows, the best without making them look weird. Um, You know, some of the other raw editors I found, if you're really trying to tone down highlights, they start to get gray and and weird looking. Yeah, and with with polar it just doesn't do that. It just always looks good. Even if it can't fully recover because you've just blown it out, you know, completely and there's nothing left to, to recover. It doesn't try to do anything then it's, you know, it just makes you accept the fact that, you know, sorry, that part's going to be white. Yeah. Yeah. You (laughs) you just, you just overexposed Um, it period. Yeah. Um. Um, so Th- that is literally, like, my favorite thing about about the app and, and why I, I use it a lot. Um, but it also has, like, other um, features that I really like. Like, you could really good dive in deep to play with colors. You know, they've got the whole, like, hue, saturation, luminance mm-hmm. thing for, like, you know, pretty much any color you want, um, you could work in layers and there's brushes and gradients and, uh, you know, there's other like creative overlays and sky replacement, all kinds of crazy stuff in polar. Um, so I just find it to be hands down my all-time favorite editing app. Um, you know, before that for a long time and light was my all-time favorite, um, but NLight doesn't even hold a candle to Polar, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh so and NLight, they've they've changed to Photofox, have they not? They have. Um, I still use their original app because oh, I just yeah. really don't want to pay any kind of subscription. Like I, I don't know, I find their subscription models to be a little outrageous. Yeah. Um I'm not, I understand the point of subscriptions. I'm not opposed to subscriptions, but um, I just don't want to pay their prices for their products. And Photofox is different than the original Enlight. If it if they had kind of just said, hey, you know, here's Enlight. we're going to keep improving it and making changes to it, or, or, you know, not drastic changes, but, you know, improving... It, Improving it, adding capabilities, and we need to go to this subscription model to make that stuff happen. Um, I might have been more accepting, you know, and probably have stuck with it. But uh, PhotoFox is, in my opinion, it seems like it's more geared towards maybe like a mobile, a mobile phone artist, and mm-hmm. not quite as much a photographer. Yeah. Um. You know, it it can do all the photo editing, but it's just got a bunch of stuff that, like, in a million years, I'll probably never touch or use, and so it's not worth paying for it to me.
0: Yeah. So you got Polar, and mm-hmm. um, it, like, like if you were to do like a middle of the road edit, how many different apps would you use besides Polar, or in conjunction with Polar?
1: Um. So uh, another super-duper favorite app of mine is Mextures. Oh, yes. Uh, Mextures has been around for, gosh, like a super long time now. Um, But if anybody isn't familiar with Mextures, uh, it's basically an app that allows you to apply like uh, overlays, uh, color effects, and to some degree some uh, texture effects, uh, to your photos, but it offers a lot of different, um, it offers a lot of customization and, and adjustability, is I guess what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, in addition, uh, you know, they have like different packs of uh, gradients and textures and film simulations and light leaks and all that kind of stuff. Um, so, you know, you could apply that to your image, adjust the intensity. You could change the blend mode, uh, which is a huge thing for me. I, I love having the ability to do that because, uh, blend modes are everything when it comes to how, uh, an overlay or, or you know, a color, um, plays with the, the highlights and the shadows in an image. Um, so blend, you know, being able to change that is fantastic. And there's not like an overwhelming amount of choices in the app. There are a lot, but if you don't see what you're looking for, you can build your own looks, uh, in the app. And then they even have what they call, uh, formulas. So, there's lots of formulas that are just like in the app, but you could even um, like download um, like different looks and stuff, which is pretty cool. Um,
0: So they're kind of like presets. uh, uh,
1: Yeah, pretty much. But you could still go back in and like tweak them. Oh, right. Which is cool. So it could be like a starting point of sorts. Um, And then, you know, the other thing that is also big – in my opinion is that um it works in layers. So, you know, if you apply a, a light leak and then you would work on a new layer to apply, you know, another texture or gradient or whatever you want to do to your picture. Um so that way, you know, if you're doing something and you you mess it up or it doesn't look right, you don't have to start over from scratch. You just delete the layer that's you know yeah, That's not working for you. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah. So Mextures, love Mextures. Um, and then there's like a handful of other apps that I use from from time to time. I'm very sorry. My voice is uh, getting scratchy. Yeah, that's okay. Um, you know, uh, I do kind of a lot of black and white work. Um, and right now, my very favorite app for black and white is an app called Carbon. Um, and I use it mostly as a, uh, black and white editor, which is, um, really what it, what it started out as, but it can, you know, it can work with, uh, your raw files and your JPEGs. Um, and it, you know, it's got, it's got a bunch of black and white filters, which are, you know, more or less just presets, but, you know, you could apply really any one of them and then, you could go into the, the edit functions and, uh, again, tweak the look of that. You know, adjust all the, the contrast and, um, you know, the, the highlights and shadows and all that fun stuff. But they have, like, other um, stuff in the app, too, like like uh, toning presets and duotones and uh, textures and borders and all that fun stuff. But mostly yeah. I just use it for the black and white editing.
0: Yeah, because a lot of those are in that purchases, right? Uh, I, th- I think,
1: I think so. I yeah. think they are. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. They may be. Yeah,
0: because I'm pretty sure I, I bought a few of them, uh, when I first heard of Carbon. I, I tried it and I thought, oh, this has potential. So then I started looking at some of the, you know, the, the packs and whatnot. And I think I bought a couple packs in it. So, so yeah. Um, okay. So your, uh, your black and white stuff you don't do a whole lot of that i don't think do you like it's mostly color work anyway right so i would say yeah, um, yeah polar and mixtures would be your, your biggest use cases
1: it, yeah right now definitely and you know i am i like to try new things so you know every every so often you know a new a new app catches my interest and I, and i go off on that for a while and yeah. you know um, but you know, I, I'm telling everybody, if you haven't checked out Polar, you really should. Um, one of the things I didn't mention about Polar is that it does have um, like filters and stuff, if, if that's your thing. Mm-hmm. But if you want to learn how to do a certain look, um, some of the filters and stuff are playable, which basically means that um, – in addition to just applying the filter, it will actually play almost like a video of it applying each effect, like each step of how that filter was made. So oh, cool. It's almost like, a, yeah, it's really super cool. So it's, it's you know, it's a good app for like learning, um, you know, about editing and different techniques and stuff.
0: And they have uh, an iPad app, I think, and they also have a Mac app. As, you know probably as yes. separate purchases of course but uh um yeah so you know that's that's a, a a pretty powerful app and you know it doesn't get a lot of um i would well i mean for me at least i haven't heard a whole lot of about polar like um not like i have darkroom maybe it's because i'm you know watching the halide guys on on twitter and, and instagram and whatnot but uh yeah, I mean I I do have polar and I'm going to have to get looking at it again because uh I've been shooting raw a lot more like I'll, I'll I'll shoot raw and jpeg just for um you know the sake of having both types of file but I'm going to you know I'm going to try doing a raw file in polar and and see how I like it. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I think you will. It's a it's a fantastic app. And they had an uh, an update today, which I think was just bug bug fixes, but they keep teasing um for a handful of updates now. They've been teasing that new features are coming soon. Oh so I'm, I'm super excited.
0: Yeah, interesting. And hopefully it's not one of these new features that requires the eleven pro or something like that, but um <laughs> yeah, that's true i don't think about that come come this fall it won't be an issue anyway for you <laughs> so um that's okay true. well that's cool uh i mean if if you want to see some of matt's edits just go to his instagram account and some of them are really really well done oh and, and you, you like doing long exposure stuff too
1: i do yeah um have some new ones I uh, hopefully will get edited and posted soon um, mostly waterfalls but you know I every now and then I'll do like some light trail work or something like that but um yeah I, I love long exposures
0: yeah yeah it's always fun um, so where would you like to see your photography go like where would you like to take it? Or you know, maybe what's next in, uh, in your photographic journey? Or do you have a goal hmm. or anything with
1: it? Um, so actually, at the moment, this question is very hard for me to answer on the podcast because I, I do have something that I'm just now planning and, and starting to work on. Uh-huh. Um, but I can't really t- talk about it. No, that's okay uh, here because I don't. Yeah, I don't want anyone to steal my idea. Yeah, no,
0: that's cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's always nice to have um, a, something in mind, anyway.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, man, I you know I don't know. Like a lot of this this stuff I do, you know, purely for my own enjoyment. So there's no real agenda here. Um, you know, with the, the actual photos. Um, you know, every so often I think I'm going to start like some kind of photo project to maybe bring, you know, I don't know, some sort of conservation awareness or, or something like that. But, um, I'm just not really sure like how to effectively do that, I guess. Um, and then, you know, it's, it's just, hard with you know having a a full-time job and a family and stuff to to make the time for like kind of a large-scale project like that yeah oh Um, yeah you know so right now i just, just enjoy i guess i enjoy not having anything that i have to do with it you know like a lot of my photography is, um, somewhat spontaneous. I mean, every now and then I specifically go out to shoot at a particular location in particular light or whatever. Um, but I, I do a lot of like, Ooh, that looks cool. And, you know, just pull over on the side of the road and start taking pictures. Um, which I did today actually. Um, and then, you know, when, when it suits me uh, I guess I I do like to do like photo competitions, like just little local stuff. Um, So I I have one that I I just entered a couple weeks ago and like the, the opening or like exhibit or whatever you want to call it is in two days. Um, So I'm excited to go. And um, I, I, I think th- this year I, I entered five pictures, which is the most you could enter, and I think four of them, I believe, are from the iPhone. Oh, yeah. So um, this will be the third year in a row now that I've entered this particular competition, and I want to say with almost 100% certainty that I'm probably the only person that enters pictures from a from a mobile phone. Really? And so it's really, it's fun to see, you know, how how they stack up against DSLR photos.
0: And do they know that they're from a mobile phone
1: when they're no, entered? They they don't ask. Yeah, no. okay.
0: So that's cool. Yeah, because you know I, I was talking recently, well actually just last night about about this with some folks, um about taking down that barrier or or taking away that stigma of of you know separating the two types of photography from each other you know it, it's photography um sure you know and the the more people that realize that the better off i think we'll all be um as a photographic community i mean sure it's nice to say uh you know wow this is was this this was done on a phone and th- this is this is achievable on a phone but i think the days of um separating the two types are, are I think those days are are, are coming to an end uh, you know the gap has been bridged the the photos that are attainable in a mobile device whether it's a uh, Samsung Huawei an iPhone there or even the pixel I mean they're all really really nice photos and which one you use is, is it's subjective you know, it's it's like the Canon Nikon fight that's been going on for years. I think even that's probably coming <laughs> to an end. You know, so I think that's that's cool that yes. you've you've entered entered these um, images into a contest, and uh, I'll be really curious to see how they make out.
1: Ah, yeah, thanks. Um, you know, I had good luck two years ago, you know, um, won some ribbons or whatever, in a couple of the, the categories. So the, I, this particular contest I enter is put on by like a, um, a nature center that's affiliated with a, a college that's near here and their categories are mostly like nature themed, you know? So it's yeah. like wildlife right, landscape
0: right up your alley. You
1: know, it, yeah, exactly. So that's, I probably like one of the main reasons I I enter and it's, it's local. So I don't have to like send pictures out. I just take them to the place and drop them off, you know, matted and whatnot. And it's all good. Yeah. Um, so like I did good two years ago and then last year, um, I didn't do as good. I still got like some ribbons, but it was like third place here and like a couple honorable mentions and like, I don't know. I was like being like a, a baby about, it. I was like upset with myself that I didn't like do better. Right. So I, I, at the end of the show, like in, you know, sometime the end of March or whatever, when they take the pictures down, um, I never went back to pick them up. Oh really? And yeah. So a, a couple weeks ago, you know, I went, went to the nature center to drop off the, the photos for the upcoming contest And the guy that was working in there recognized me right away, which blew my mind. (laughs) It's like, I'm in there one time a year. Yeah. And he goes, oh, he's like, hey, you're, you're Matt Hoffman. And I was like, uh, yeah, I'm like, you, you know who I am? He goes, oh yeah. He's like, I've been waiting for you to come in. We still have your pictures from last year. (laughs) And I was like, what? Seriously? You guys saved them? He's like, oh yeah. That's awesome. It takes me in takes me in this back room where they they are collecting like all the photos and whatnot for the the contest coming up he hands me my little stack of pictures and it turns out one of them got like a people's choice award which like doesn't get awarded until like the very end of the show because you know people that come to look at it they, they can take like a little sheet of paper around and vote on their favorite pictures or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it turned out I you know I, I got this award I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> that was a year ago. <laughs> I just found out.
0: Oh you're a rock star in there and you didn't even know it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. Uh,
1: and, and and um I guess I should end that by saying it, the photo that got that award was taken with uh, the iPhone 10. Um and it was edited with, uh, to be on. it was edited with mextures and probably light.
0: Oh, yeah. That's amazing that you can even remember that.
1: <laughs> well, I specifically remember mextures because I know exactly what overlay I put on it because I, I needed to um, add some color to the sky to make it slightly more interesting. Oh, yeah. And then I was, I was doing a... Um, Uh, so I had like the mextures mextures doesn't have any masking feature right so if you put an overlay it's global it's on the whole picture okay right so I had I had that version and then like the original and I layered them in Nlight and then basically just erased you know off like the foreground and like the trees and stuff I erased the the mextures Um, layer so that the color wouldn't be on those parts of the image. Mm -hmm. And I didn't notice until I printed it that I missed a spot. Oh. And I was like, oh, no. (laughs) I'm like, well, it's too late to do anything about it now. And I don't think anyone noticed because it's actually really hard to see. But I saw it. Yeah. like I saw it like right away like once I got it printed. But I couldn't tell like on the phone screen. But in any case, uh, yeah, I'll always remember how that photo was edited just because of that like mistake that I made.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that's crazy. Well, that's uh, that's cool. Um, well, I guess we've uh, got ourselves a show. Um, so I I just like to remind everybody that uh, when I record these shows, I don't do them on a regular schedule like like we do with Tiny Shutter like every two weeks. Uh, these are recorded. Whenever I can line up a guest, so um, they they may not come into your podcast app regularly uh, or like at regular intervals, but um, they do come into the Apple Podcast app, uh, Downcast, Overcast, um, probably any other podcatcher that you have on iOS or Android, and just search for Artful Eye Photography Interviews and look for the cover photo of a microphone. That'll be the one I'm doing. And, um, you'll, you'll get the show notes and, uh, links and whatnot, uh, at artfulipc.com. And I'd like to thank you, Matt, for coming on, uh, again on short notice, but this was, uh, uh an amazing conversation. And, uh, I'm sure it will be enlightening. Yeah,
1: my pleasure. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, I'm sure it'll be enlightening for all. Um, you can find Matt, uh, where?
1: Well, let's see. Uh, instagram day flash the artful eye photography community flickr twitter probably somewhere else but all of those places <laughs> at m hoffman photo
0: cool and you can find me on twitter mcmillan underscore photo on instagram mcmillan photo on day flash at mcmillan and at the Artful Life Photography community, of course, as your host, Greg McMillan. And uh, uh, thanks again, Matt, and we will see everyone next time.